0: podcast time! Good one, grab friends. We'll talk about their distant lands. Matt the man and Ames the woman. The fun will never end. It's podcast time! Welcome to Oh My Glob an Adventure Time podcast. I'm Amy. I'm Matt. And here we are, rating and reviewing all of the Adventure po- Adventure
1: Pods. Adventure Pod podcast. We are here to review every <laughs> other Adventure Time podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and We're... we are so disappointed in you. <laughs> Rude. No, okay. I haven't actually listened
0: to any <laughs>
1: We're
0: rating and reviewing all the adventure time episodes from the very beginning all the way
1: to the end. Guess we're a little rusty. Matt? <laughs> yes. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you?
0: Oh, I'm delightful.
1: Good. we had were... a very sleepy weekend.
0: Yeah, we went rock climbing today, which is really awesome.
1: Yeah, it was awesome. It was really fun.
0: Yeah, very good. Yep. Um, also, Adventure Time is really great.
1: Yes, it is. <laughs> just um, wanted to let you know. These last two episodes we just watched really uh, got the the juices flowing. My Jimmy's jangling. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Your Jimmy's jingling? I, with, I don't know what that means. I would
1: love to come up with a catchphrase Do need that to really beep catches that out? one day. And I don't think that's going to be it.
0: <laughs> my Jimmy's
1: jingling. I guess my Jimmy's jingling. I guess that feels a little appropriate for one of the episodes tonight. Oh, jeez. Um, oh,
0: goodness. Hey, guess what? What? So there... We live in okay. We live in Austin, Texas. There's this place in downtown in Austin called Congress Street, where there's a bunch of really neat uh, stores and whatnots. Uh, and one of them is called Monkey See Monkey Do, and it's yeah. a toy store, and it's freaking great.
1: Yeah, that place is awesome. We love it. There's a lot of cool shops in downtown Austin, as we've come to discover.
0: Yeah, there are really th- um, Museum of the Weird.
1: Museum a- of the Weird. I'm obsessed with.
0: He's like literally obsessed. Like stays up at night,
1: obsessed. Yes, it's true. It's because I really want to work for them.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's that. It's it's very weird. Not my jam, but it's Matt's jam, and that's what's important. But anyway, Absolutely. so at this place, uh, they have those little box. Surprise uh, little, box? Yeah,
1: like little mystery boxes.
0: Yeah, of Adventure Time characters. So last time I was there, I purchased Matt and I, each one, to open on the podcast. Yeah. So, um Matt, why don't you describe what
1: you see? Well, so the box is about four inches tall? Maybe. About by three? Anyway, Um and the, the artwork on it is, like, on the front of it you see... Silhouettes of Finn and Jake running towards each other in a field with some mountains in the background. Oh,
0: you know, like the high five. Remember yeah. the oh, it's epic, epic high the, five? It's a right. high five. Yep. Yeah, because on the
1: opposite side of the box, it shows them giving the five. Yeah, it's really cool. Awesome.
0: Yeah, and, and it's, uh go 18, ahead. Sorry.
1: Sorry. And you could have one of 18 characters, and we're going to find out on the show which ones we got.
0: Oh, that BMO one is super cute.
1: Ooh, I like that one.
0: I want that. I
1: want Grass Finn.
0: You want Grass Finn? Okay.
1: Alright, let's find out let's find oh out my what gosh. we got. I'm
0: gonna be so disappointed.
1: I know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm gonna get
1: like trash bag LSP or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that would be a good one.
1: Actually, I wouldn't be disappointed with that. Let's okay. do it.
0: So are we opening them at the same time or you opening them one by one? You first. No, you first.
1: Okay, me All first. Right. So that way we end it with you. So he's opening the box. I'm struggling to open the box. Uh-huh. Oh my goodness. I still can't open it. Here we go. Okay,
0: and then what do you see when you open the box?
1: Uh, It looks like it's in a Pop-Tart wrapper.
0: Yeah, it does look like a Pop-Tart wrapper.
1: I think they use this stuff in space.
0: (laughs) It's good for 30 years. Matt's now using his teeth ineffectively. Didn't didn't
1: mean to spit it at you.
0: My eye! Ah. All right, what'd you get? What'd you get?
1: I got (gasps) Beemo. That's
0: so cool, and
1: he's so good. Yeah, it's just like a laughing bemo. This is actually really cool. That's this is adorable. A great figure.
0: We're gonna have to put that. We're gonna have to put that in. Uh, oh, p- yeah. oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'll say it in a minute. But um, well, okay, I'll say it now. So we have, uh, for a moment, to Emerald City Comic Con, as you remember, way back when we got a poster and then we had it signed by Jeremy Shada, and then we got a picture with him mm-hmm. um, uh, holding our. Our Pop Funkos. And anyway, so I finally got those put up in our house with our Pop Funkos that are pretty cool.
1: Yeah, so. it's so cool. The, it's the wall of of Adventure Time. Yeah,
0: so these will fit right in.
1: Yep, and we got a little more Adventure Time wall art to put up, too.
0: Yeah, we need an Ice King, and we need... um and, uh, just a classic Finn, I think. Oh, who's the other? Marceline. We need Marceline and Ice King really are the two that we really need, and they're, like, super expensive. Yeah. Like, 75 bucks for an Ice King.
1: I, our Finn one is around here somewhere. Yeah. you got to find it.
0: <laughs> but, so, let's okay. Ho- let's see what you got. Okay, okay. Opening Woo! the box. Do it.
1: <laughs> I keep looking away from my microphone. That's a bad habit. Bad habit. Bad me. habit. I almost called you Michael. I've been podcasting for, like, five years. <laughs> All right, we got the Pop Tart wrapper. I like my little Beemo. This is great. Okay. What you got? I got. Oh, you got Farmworld Finn.
0: Farm World Finn. That's awesome. And his arm just came off.
1: Oh. <laughs> that's
0: okay. It's cool.
1: I mean, Finn's arm comes off in the show, so that's okay.
0: Maybe that's why. <laughs> well, Finn's arm is just always in. doomed
1: to come off, even outside the show. I love yeah, that one. That's great. Farm.
0: We will take pictures of these and post it on our social. His
1: nose looks like it'll put an eye out.
0: Yeah, it does. It's kind of creepy. It's, <laughs> it's <me> creepy. It's creepy. It's got
1: this dead expression on its face. It looks uh, more like lemon yeah. grab.
0: All right. So that was a fun segment. And so he's uh, oven
1: mitts. Uh,
0: thanks for <laughs> tagging along. We'll have to do this again.
1: That <laughs> thing is hideous.
0: Oh, I love it. You okay there, yep, buddy? Uh, it's got
1: a good laugh <laughs> i love it oh that's so funny oh uh, it's the same size as b <laughs> 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 all oh, right kills me. so
0: should we get a? oh we got two great episodes today yes we do really excited sky witch and
1: and ice versus ice ice
0: baby frost versus fire frost versus fire frost so.
1: and fire
0: oh frost and wow. fire
1: i know this too and i just completely spaced on it shocker are you ready
0: I'm ready. Me too. Let's do
1: it. Let's do it. We shall.
0: All right. Sky Witch has an IMDb rating of 8.2. Overall number 133. Number uh, 29 of the season. Booyah. Um, directed by Nate Cash. Cash written and storyboarded by Akko Kasira and Jesse Mohinahan. mm <laughs> <laughs> original air date July 29th 2013 with 2.08 million US viewers. Yeah, you know,
1: Jesse Moynihan's going to listen to the show one one day and be like, "I'm so sick of my the mispronunciation of my name. I'm going to shut this show down." <laughs>
0: Those bastards.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they know nothing of me and my work.
0: Jesse, we love you and we love your work.
1: Absolutely. The title card is Can you help be describe this? It's like
0: freaky. That's what freaky. it is. It you is see, freaky.
1: Like, the view from a lake or something and you see like this uh formation coming up that looks like the top of a head with some
0: I don't horns. understand yeah like it looks like maybe the top of Finn's
1: hat but like but Finn's barely in the episode
0: right but it's like a bird with dead eyes like it's blacked out it's creepy I don't yeah.
1: look at it so while we're watching this episode I, I noticed I was looking at the computer a lot like taking notes like more so than usual and I feel like I missed one or two details throughout it so maybe this has something to do with that anyway I like it it's cool like out of context though it's super oh, creepy looking. you
0: know what it is
1: what Rabbit and crow. Oh, nice. Good job. You did it.
0: Although the nose looks a little big for a rabbit, but that's, it's got to be that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, like how the birds in that Zerg episode have giant noses. That Zerg episode was pretty good. I like that one.
0: All right. So the episode begins with Princess Bubblegum being woken by her cat-themed alarm clock. I wanted to pause for a second <laughs> And they make it look so enjoyable for her to be woken up by her
1: cat. Oh, if there's anything in life that I hate, it's being woken up by cats. <laughs> no
0: kidding. We have three cats.
1: Yeah, and they wake what? us up consistently between 5.50 and 6 a.m.
0: Yeah. We usually feed them around seven or eight. But two and this happens in their evening feeding, because we feed them at 7 p.m. Two hours on the dot before food, they start all of a sudden whining and getting up on us and like wanting food. It's just crazy and it happens all the time. Yep. And we have to keep them out of our bedroom, otherwise they like harass us in the middle of the night and we can't sleep. But now they've taken to pawing out the door. Yes. So as cute as this Pepnobismal pink room with a pink cat is, no. Just it's no.
1: A nauseatingly pink room. No. So no. Uh, by the way, like so, PB is pink. Her entire room Wait, is pink. PB is pink. PB is pink. Oh my god! Her I Didn't room even is know pink. that. And I was thinking, like, this is this would be the equivalent of me having my office matte flesh colored. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Everything in the room is just
1: colored like my skin. <laughs>
0: Uh, Okay, anyway, so she's shown to be wearing the rock shirt given to her by Marceline. After being woken up, she proceeds to inhale the shirt deeply. She goes to her closet, opens it up, and puts a jacket on over the shirt. A picture of her and Marcy is shown hanging on the inside of her closet door.
1: Uh, You know the significance of the shirt, right?
0: Um, Can you remind me?
1: Oh, I I don't want to. Because it'll spoil things in the future, I think.
0: Okay, then I won't. But... I will have to say that this episode
1: is really cool. It is really cool. I
0: like the PB Mercy
1: I think um, thing. Princess Bubblegum steals the show in this episode. Oh, absolutely. I think she's really good in it. So she then goes on to meeting with Finn, Jake, Peppermint Butler, and Cinnamon Bun, and three <laughs> Banana Guards. She tells them that they are advancing the Candy Kingdom's defenses due to perceived increases in threats, and tries to train them to overcome sleeping gas that she's installed in the Gumball Guardians.
0: Really quick, do you mind if I interject something mm-hmm. here? She calls these guys the best of the best. So I didn't know that Cinnamon Bun was part of the best of the best of that group. Yes. Yeah,
1: so what is he, what is he the best at?
0: I I don't know, and it's terrifying.
1: <laughs> I know, but it's really cool because like they're called the best of the best, and like Finn and Jake give each other a look and just like fist bump. Yeah, it was really cool. I liked yeah. it. Yeah, agreed. So then she's like having the uh, Gumball Guardians breathe the sleeping gas into all their faces, and PB's just like going super intense, like fight it, fight the sleep.
0: That feels like me every morning.
1: So then she looks back and like everybody except for Cinnamon Bun falls asleep.
0: So then Marcy suddenly comes through the window and tells PB that she wants to hang out with her. But PB sees through the ruse and Marceline confesses that she really just needs her help tracking down Maja, the Sky Witch, because she it's really, 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 important to her. <laughs> the two approach the undergrowth between the roots of a stand of giant trees that Marcy is surprised is blocked, and thinks they should quote blow it up.
1: Yeah, during that scene, I noticed like as far as like the trees go, this is one of those episodes where it felt like they put a little extra effort into the animation.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Just quality overall is really good in this episode. So PB analyzes it and says that it's a sleeping gate bramble, and that they need to either take the path of least resistance or relax to pass through. So she makes it through easily while Marceline struggles because she's just, like, built from stress, apparently. Right. <laughs> Story of my life. Provoking bubblegum into giving her a cup of tea, though Marceline only drinks the red from the mug because, you know, it's Marcy. Once inside, the girls notice that there's a strong witchcraft going on within the forest and encounter Maja's crabit familiar, which flies away.
0: So I wanted to um, comment. So this is the same as the things from the Harry Potter uh, the first Harry Potter, oh, where they that? have to relax to get through. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of like movie references in this. It's really interesting or TV show references because I have a bunch of them that I noticed.
1: Yeah. I've, I, there's like one that I noticed and I mm-hmm. don't even know if it was on purpose, but. Oh, yeah. I don't know it. that it's on it. purpose.
0: I just noticed that it's a thing. Oh, yeah, that that like, totally huh. is
1: straight out of Harry Potter. Oh, 100%. Yep.
0: Okay. The crabbit's feather drops to the earth and transform into a talking hambo. Um, so, for those who don't recall, Hambo is Marceline's like monkey, the doll, stuffed animal that she had when she was a kid.
1: Oh, that's right, with the, the Simon episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep.
0: Which Marceline reveals is the reason they came there. She tries to grab Hambo, but Bubblegum realizes it's a hologram that, if touched, triggers a trap. Which um, Marceline is like, "Yeah, right. You're just trying to keep me from it." Um, initially frustrated that Marceline is forcing her to track down a toy, Bubblegum slowly realizes that Ham- Hambo holds a deep sentimental significance for Marceline and agrees to, to continue searching for him. Once uh, PB, like, tackles Marceline to not go for this fake hologram Hambo and throws something at it, when it disappears, these wooden spikes come up, which would have, like, impaled Marceline and killed her. Yeah. Right? Because yep. she's a vampire. Wooden spikes.
1: Oh, good call. That reminds me, this episode brings up two things, or one thing that I I realized I never needed to see in a movie until now, which is vampires versus witches. Guys, I hate witches.
0: I hate witches. Matt and I were just having this conversation, witches freak me out.
1: Mm, It's funny, I love witch movies.
0: Okay, wait, 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 I just really want to, I want, I don't hate witches as people, I want to make sure if we have listeners who practice you hate witchcraft. The
1: movie idea which witches. The movie idea of witches. Idea of yeah, witches. Yeah. Like I want to be really Scare clear. It's like
0: scares me a yeah. lot. So the way that Hollywood portrays that. So I don't want to make anyone mad who might practice witchcraft. That's not. That's not what I'm meaning. It's like when Hollywood portrays like the the worst part of witchcraft.
1: You know, a movie had like a really cool witchcraft aspect to it um conjuring three
0: yeah i thought that That's was a good movie really done well and scary and still scary <laughs> yes yeah. very scary
1: um oh crap oh man the now i'm on this thing with witches uh, but you're saying like you hate witches and like the movie like version of them and like yeah. the super scary version i get laughed at all the time for it by other people who like horror movies but blair witch project is like one of the scariest movies ever mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. so after noticing a series <laughs> Of branches broken by the and Marceline flies through the trees in search of Maja, leaving Bubblegum running desperately behind. Ah, crap! Ah, so many side tangents in this episode. Okay, I have to stop there. Marceline and PB. Something cool that I that I that I realized after watching this episode was uh, you know, Marceline's very quick to anger, very emotional, and mm-hmm. obviously very nostalgic with Hambo. Yeah. And PB is like the opposite. She's very like uh, data driven. Yeah. Fact driven, not terribly nostalgic. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of cool. Like you're seeing like. The big differences between them. Right. Like, to the core of who they are. hmm And anyway, I think that's really cool. And that's, like, really revealing of this episode.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting.
1: So, after discovering that a pond in the forest is actually a portal, uh, PB swims through it and is magically transported to Maja's house. After analyzing multiple doors and hallways, she chooses a passage above the chandelier. While that appears to be an attic, Bubblegum searches through Maja's things and finds a receipt stating that Ash sold Hambo to Maja. Suddenly Maja discovers Bubblegum. Oh, you remember Ash? Yeah. Um, Marceline's ex? Yes. Yeah.
0: Really quick. So Bubblegum, so this is like a throwback to the show Psych, where he uses the power of like observation. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what she does. She uses the power and it highlights the areas. And in Psych, it highlights the different things. Oh,
1: that's great. I never saw much of that show, but what I did see, I really liked. It was good. Oh, that's great. Yeah. It was during that scene, too, that I was like, man, this is a great PB episode. It is. It I is i remember really saying that a lot. I was like, oh, this is a great PB episode. <laughs> you like, shut up, man.
0: Meanwhile, I did not. <laughs> Meanwhile, Marceline, who apparently entered the house before Bubblegum, is attacked by the Krabbit Familiar and engages him in battle. Bubblegum, realizing that Maja obtained Hambo through a legal transaction, which he must respect due to her kingdom's laws, decides to persuade Maja in another manner. While Marceline defeats the familiar, Bubblegum reveals that she obtained Hambo, and Marceline is
1: overjoyed. So PB then climbs out of Marceline's back, and the friends fly out of Maja's house. It is then revealed that Bubblegum traded her most prized possession, the rock shirt that Marceline gave her, for Hambo. Oh wait, no, that's not a spoiler, because we, we realized that like three seasons ago now. Never yeah. mind, forget what I said. So Maja then reveals her reason for the trade to her crabbit. The rock shirt has fresher... More recent sentimental value than Hambo, which according to Maja gives the shirt much more power.
0: What's interesting about this though, oh, I'll talk about it later. Okay, so she then Maja then tears off a piece of the shirt and throws it into a brew of some sort. The crab at familiar injured crawls his way to the room and tells Maja that he no longer wants to be her familiar, as he just wants to dance.
1: He just wants to dance.
0: <laughs> Maja becomes happily enraged and repeated attacks repeatedly attacks her familiar with lightning bass, saying that this is. Her victory lap.
1: Yeah, yeah. Really interesting way to end the episode. Yeah. I really want to know what happens to that crab after that point.
0: No kidding. No kidding. I don't
1: remember if he comes back or not.
0: Yeah, I don't either. In fact, I don't... Because I've never seen all those episodes.
1: I can't remember if she comes back either. I feel like she does, but it's been a really long time since I've watched some of these episodes. Mm -hmm. So this is great. Like I feel like we're getting into... Not immediately, but some territory I'm not entirely either familiar with or just don't quite remember. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this episode was great. Uh, even at one point, though, PB was talking crap about Raggedy Princess. Oh yeah, she, like she has zero self respect. I was like, oh okay, okay, That's I see so you, messed PB. Up.
1: Raggedy Princess is such a sweetheart. I know. Right? I love Raggedy Princess.
0: PB does not. I also find it. I, I think is Masha first is the worst. Yeah. Ash is also the worst for selling her like prized possession.
1: Yeah. Ash was a total. He, he sucked. Yeah.
0: <laughs> also the crow, crow bit for standing up for itself. But it's always funny. It's like like these characters like I just want to dance. Mm-hmm. And I was just like. That we hear that so
1: often. It's know, so it's funny. It's weird. Like, um, what was that movie? Halloween 2018. Uh-huh. The kid and his dad are driving, and he's like, the dad's like, oh, I just want to take you hunting for the weekend. The kid's like, I just want to dance. Yeah. It's it's just like the go-to joke now. It's funny. Uh, So Maja's voice is done by Jill Talley, who did the voice of Karen the computer in SpongeBob. Oh, okay. Who is a character I love from SpongeBob. So, have some of that. <laughs> Not even in the trivia. I, I just pulled that out of the... <laughs> right out of my brain. <laughs> Oh yeah, my obnoxious. goodness! I love it. I
0: love it. All right, Matt. Where was the snail?
1: The snail was on top of the railing in Maja's house. You caught the snail while we were watching the episode. By the way, um, that room in Maja's house is full of so much cool stuff. I I just I couldn't help but look around, like, oh, what's this? This this this. Like, there's a lot of stuff that looks ancient. There's something in there that it's like a bat's head.
0: <laughs> it's a lot of crazy, a whole bunch jump. of crap.
1: <laughs> it actually kind of reminds me of the room, um, the office in Futurama. Just. Oh yeah. More gothic.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. All right. Snail watch.
1: 2023. Oh, that's right, 2023. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Matt, what's your favorite line? My favorite line was don't go gentle into that good night. I love it. Princess Bubblegum. So like much. super close above her mouth while she's saying it. It was great.
0: That was when she was trying to teach the boys how to like overcome Like how to fight
1: sleep with yeah. sheer willpower. Yeah.
0: So <laughs> so freaking hilarious.
1: What's your favorite line?
0: It's just really, 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 really important to
1: me. I love that every time you think that's gonna end, it doesn't. No, yeah. It's like when up a tree when where he's pushing, yeah where he's
0: like he's like moving his hand. Matt's like signaling to me like everyone can see it. He's like moving his hand. It's like, go back. Go back. We do have
1: to do a visual episode of this podcast one day.
0: Maybe we'll do like a YouTube or something. I yeah.
1: A YouTube. <laughs> on the YouTubes. On the YouTube. So I think uh, um, maybe I want to hear an impression from you. Okay. Sentimental
0: freshness.
1: Oh, is that uh, Maja? Maja? I Love it.
0: Yeah. If you could put some reverb on that, I'd appreciate it. I think.
1: On it. Mine is, Yeah, girl, what took you so long? That was Hambo. so
0: freaky. <laughs> yeah,
1: Hambo's voice is freaky.
0: That's not really
1: Hambo's voice. No, but <laughs> maybe it is. Maybe, like, through no. witchery. No, Matt, no. They know that this is what Hambo's no, voice would sound like. No, it's not. <laughs> That's Krobit's voice. Gross. Krobit. Gross. Guess what? Yes. We have some trivia. Cue the music.
0: It's trivia time. No, trivia. All right, science, Princess Bubblegum's pet rat is seen sleeping inside her closet.
1: Oh, PB is seen wearing earrings in this episode. I don't know why that's relevant, but okay. Yeah.
0: Finn and Jake have no dialogue in this episode. Wait. Yeah?
1: What? Okay, wow, okay. Okay, wow. (laughs) (laughs) There's a black totem cairn shaped like Finn's hat.
0: There you go. That's at the beginning of it. That's what's
1: on the title card. There we go. Ugh, gross.
0: Finn is not able to fight the sleep gas, even though he can fight
1: mind control. Interesting. When PB opens her closet, a picture of her and Marceline can be seen.
0: It's unknown why Marceline's clothes in this episode were still shown in her giant bat form, while in other episodes they just blend in with it.
1: Oh, Maybe she can get a little loosey-goosey with it. Maybe she can. When PB enters the hallway with the stolen goods, a painting of a mutated... Shoko can be seen.
0: When Princess Bubblegum moves to look at my private's box, this painting changes to the version with red eyes and visible teeth. Ew.
1: Creepy. The tea that PB offers to of Marceline contained Matricaria chamomilla, also known as chamomile. It is an herb used. Uh, anyway, it's tea that helps you sleep. Yeah,
0: we know that. Duh. Yeah. PB Ur. implies that the by Candy Kingdom law, the trade of Hambo was legitimate, despite Ash not having a legitimate claim to Hambo, meaning that Candy Kingdom is probably not a Nemo dot state.
1: <laughs> Interesting. Okay, so this is the first appearance of Maja, who is the witch Ash sold Hambo to, which is revealed in a memory from a memory.
0: Oh, okay. Yep. Okay, episode connections. Princess Bubblegum is seen wearing the shirt Marceline gave her from what was missing.
1: The ghost from The Creeps can be seen on a picture. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's what that's I thought what it was. Is. Yeah. That's we saw creepy. That, in the that comes up again later. and It's a yeah. phenomenal episode. I'm looking
0: forward to that. This episode completes Marceline's saga of reclaiming her toy Hambo. She originally received it from Simon Petchkoff, as revealed in I Remember You, but it's sold off But the past by Ash. It will have one last purpose, which is foreshadowed here, but not realized until Betty.
1: Ah, that's another great episode. Can't wait to Man, see Man, we got some good stuff coming up. Maja's plans are later revealed in something big. Oh, she does come back. Okay,
0: okay. Crabbit Familiar eventually becomes a dancer during the final montage in the series for
1: Come along with me. Oh. (laughs) I really, I can't wait to see that. Yeah. There's going to be tears. So, uh, predictions. Yeah. So, last week, you had a prediction for this episode titled Sky Witch. Uh Uh-huh. Which was... A massive ship surfaces above the Candy Kingdom, soon a witch appears and demands all the gold of the kingdom, or she will zap Candy Kingdom citizens. Banding together, IK, PB, Finn, and Jake work to defeat the Sky Witch. IK, using his ability to fly, (laughs) finds the Sky Witch and woos her. (laughs) Uh, She falls under his spell to his delight, and she abandons her plot and lives with IK forever. Wow! I love it. Okay, so... um. Without further ado, it's rubric time.
0: Quiet, you. all. Wait. Wait. No. wait. Oh, <laughs> father. Right. Perhaps okay, I right. can No! <laughs> That's my thing. Oh, sorry. I didn't know.
1: So, you were looking at me like <laughs> do something. Wait, wait, minute. Here we go. <laughs> so the, the rubric was created by Caroline, who was awesome. Oh, father. Perhaps I could write a rubric of my very own. Quiet, you. All you will write is a letter of apology to the schoolmaster for trampling his daisies and eating his apples. <laughs> yes, father. Now write right away with a quill betwixt your devilish fingers.
0: What is happening? <laughs> that
1: <laughs> just popped into my head was taking a shower earlier. All
0: right. Well, that's fun. <laughs> Thank you for sharing, Matt. Sure. You're appreciate welcome. you. <laughs>
1: appreciate you, too. I'm not going to pretend that I forgot to go through the rubric. Which you did. Which I did not, and I'm totally not editing in my uh, grading here based on that. Okay, so based on the official rubric, which you can find in the show notes, here we go. Does the prediction contain the same characters as the actual episode? Finn, Jake, PB, and a witch show up, but we're missing Marcy, who's a major player, so three out of five. If I worked at Adventure Time Corp., I would produce it, so five. The story follows the same archetype of the show, so again, five. With the story aid in the development of the overall plot and or character development? Yes, enormously, because Ice King finds forever love, so five. But do the events seem plausible? Now there's the problem. No one except for Princess Monster Wife has fallen in love with Ice King, so I don't know. It doesn't seem plausible. Two out of five. Does a similar story occur at some later point? Well, I guess it could relate a little to some of the Betty stuff, but Betty isn't after gold? So I'm going to say no. But uh, three bonus points anyway. <laughs> On the grading scale, if the total numbers are between 28 and 33, it's an A. And if it's only four to nine, it's an F. And with a total score of 23, it's going to be a B. Good job, honey. You're in the honor roll so far with the new grading system. Oh, man. So what do you think of that grade? But what a mess. (laughs) We're going to have to figure this stuff out. So uh, how about a prediction for the next episode, Frost and Fire?
0: All right. So Frost and Fire is the first book of a series that TJ Dogzone <laughs> started writing but never finished. Wow. <laughs> it portrays the lovely fire princess and Finn who are madly in love but never quite are able to make it work. The episode is the last is of their breakup as sad as it is and in the end they hope to be friends. Oh.
1: Oh. Oh, wow. Okay. I
0: want to be really clear I've never seen this episode.
1: It's craziness. Anyway, um How? Maybe you're right, maybe you're wrong. I guess we're going to find out pretty soon.
0: Any last thoughts about this episode?
1: Sky Witch. This is one episode I had only seen once ever, and it was back when it aired, uh, however many years ago now. And I remember, thinking it was fun back then. Or six and
0: a half years ago. Oh my
1: goodness. So anyway, I saw it around what the city. What am I saying? Nine aired. and a half
0: years ago. So what am I saying? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Math. Who knew?
1: I was living in Littleton, New Hampshire when this episode aired, and I didn't have cable, so I didn't get to see it right away. But I was visiting my parents in Rhode Island shortly thereafter, and I saw it there. <laughs> <laughs> and um I remembered very little from it. So it was kind of like seeing it again for the first time. It was really enjoyable. It was really cool.
0: I love this yeah. episode. I thought I loved the Marcy PB. Um, dynamic. I am just super happy that we get to see that, and I hope to see more of it.
1: Absolutely. Same here.
0: Alright, should we get to the next episode? Let's do it! Right on, Town. Alright, Frost and Fire IMDb rating 8.0 over on number 134. oh Number in season 5, 30. Directed what? 30!
1: 30! We hit the 30th episode of season
0: 5. I know. We're yeah. practically through the <laughs> We've only
1: got like twenty. 20- <laughs> 22 to 24 to go. 22,
0: I think. Directed by Elizabeth Ito. Written and storyboarded by sam Xiaophone, and Luke Pearson. Original air date, August 5th, 2013. 3.01 million U.S. viewers.
1: That's that's pretty big. The uh, title card for this one is Finn half engulfed in ice and half engulfed in flames. Laying on his side, he's kind of screaming with his hands to his head. And uh this reminds me of the artwork for most of the posters for Godzilla versus Kong from 2021 which was always like blue versus red. Mhm. Yeah.
0: So in the ice section you see Gunther, you see Jake, you see Ice King's crown and a sword. And then in the fireside you do see
1: like tortured flames, like fire princess. like they're screaming and Is she in there?
0: Yeah, that is Fire Princess right there. Where? Her face is right there. Look it. Right here. That's her face. There are other flames that are belling. Is this like one of
1: those things where you have to like cross your eyes to see the image?
0: Are you kidding
1: me? <laughs> I see a lot of faces.
0: It's super clear. Look it.
1: I do not see her. Oh my gosh. He must be blind. Uh, only partially.
0: Phantom Flame Princess are hanging out outside of the tree fort finn hands like keeps throwing stuff at her and it makes it like burn up popcorn first mm-hmm. i love popcorn just so everyone knows yeah finn lays <clears throat> hands her a log which she burns in her arms suddenly the two are interrupted by ice king who was flying by overhead he taunts flame princess for hugging a log finn groves groans and feebly reaches At the Ice King, Flame Princess supersedes Finn's attempt to help and flies towards the Ice King herself, beginning a fight. Outrage, she strikes him in the stomach and sets his underwear on fire before kicking him back into the Ice Kingdom.
1: I kind of feel bad for Ice King in this scene. Like, he really was just trying to be kind of friendly. Like, teasing kind of, yeah, but at the same time, like, you know, I don't think he was trying to be mean or anything. Yes. Yeah. So, her aerobatics produce a fiery heart shape in the sky. Hold on, let me maximize the font size so my old man eyes can read. (laughs) Uh, And she flies back to Finn, who blushes in astonishment. Night falls and Finn falls asleep in bed. He starts to dream. Clouds of smoke surround Finn, and he asks, what's cooking? Smells good. He looks around in confusion and realizes that he's on fire, and begins to scream in panic. However, he soon sees sees that it's Flame Princess burning him below his stomach. (laughs) So He then realizes it's a It's a good feeling. It starts laughing. In the background, a disembodied voice whispers something indecipherable. Creepy. Yeah. Yeah. There's some... There's some
0: questionable stuff stuff here
1: in this episode. Yes, there is.
0: Tantalized his bits.
1: Yeah. Finn was tantalized.
0: Finn awakens to Jake, talking to himself as he makes eggs.
1: Eh, 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 Eggs. Eggs. Gorilla.
0: Finn... Runs to him, explain that he had an amazing dream. He tells Jake his dream and mentions that he assumes it was inspired by Flame Princess and Ice King's battle. Jake responds by rambling on about his own elaborate dream. During Jake's narration, Finn begins daydreaming and decides he must make Ice King and Flame Princess battle again to trigger his dream. Finn invites Flame Princess out for a picnic in the Ice Kingdom.
1: So while sitting the two see that the Ice King is flying home with some groceries, innocently whistling, the Ice King overhears Finn's call and shouts out a friendly greeting. And Finn's like, "Oh, oh did you hear that? I think he's insulting you, Flame Princess. So F.P. becomes enraged and confronts the Ice King. So Ice King panics and tells her that she can take anything that she wants from him. He's like, even the prunes, they're frozen, of course, and just throws them at her, which hurts her. So she again takes that as an insult. So she punches him with all of her force.
0: Thrown to the ground, Ice King spawns four snow warriors, three of which promptly fall apart, which I thought was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Flame Princess forces the Ice King into submission, While explaining why she hates being made fun of, just as Flame Princess is about to beat up the Ice King, the last of his snow warriors, Bear hugs Flame Princess, freezing her. She falls in pain. I.K. laughs victoriously and flies away, saying, I didn't even get to use my fireproof underwear. (laughs) Finn runs to Flame Princess's aid, and she assures him that she will be fine.
1: Yeah, so, like, despite the fact that, like, you know, obviously Finn's kind of manipulating these fights into happening at this point. Yeah. Which sucks. But regardless, the fights in this episode are really cool to look at. The whole the frost versus fire mm-hmm. fights. It's yeah, yeah I really enjoyed. So night falls again, and after some bizarre sleeping rituals in the tree fort, Finn falls asleep. Uh, his second dream begins with the same opening as the first. What's cooking? Smells good. However, this time Finn looks down to discover the Ice King is blasting him with ice cubes in the <laughs> in his junk area. So Finn panics and then sees the cosmic owl laughing at him and recognizes his voice as incomprehensible whisper, like uh, the first dream.
0: Finn awakens screaming and hurries downstairs to explain his dream to Jake. Jake freaks out at Finn's mention of the Cosmic Owl, saying that his presence means that Finn's dream is prophetic and that Finn must finish the dream to understand what the Cosmic Owl was saying. Finn rapidly writes an insulting, belligerent letter to the Ice King while pretending to be Flame Princess, and another letter to Flame Princess while pretending to be Ice King. Finn delivers the letters, and the two enraged recipients meet in the Ice Kingdom for an epic showdown while Finn spectates from a snow trench. Yeah,
1: so Finn's getting his jollies on from seeing Ice King uh so ice king getting beat up by flame princess that's basically what it comes down to so the fight escalates into a huge explosion causing the flame princess to burn up and enlarge into flame mode destroying a large part of the ice kingdom in the process ice king retaliates by controlling his ice mountain like a giant warrior and like has like ice like snow arms grow out from the sides but it's quickly destroyed the snow begins to melt and the penguins flee Finn admits to himself that he's gone too far and collapses in the overwhelming heat, entering his third and final dream.
0: Finn sits in his bed, and as in his first dream, F.P. sets him ablaze. However, this time she completely burns his body, transfer- transforming him into a hairy, manly-, manly baby, repeating the words, wah, 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 wah. wah. <laughs> Flame Princess is startled by this change and walks away. The cosmic owl stands before him, and Finn finally makes out what he's saying. You blew it.
1: Which is interesting. Uh, Mm -hmm. We'll get back to that in a little bit. But also, like, the hairy baby man thing. Yeah. I think this is her seeing him as a man baby, like a man child. Yeah. So Finn awakens to Flame Princess's destruction of the Ice Kingdom. He runs into the Ice Cave and rescues Gunter and saves Ice King. Because Finn is carrying the Ice King on his back, Flame Princess mistakes him for the Ice King and hurls a flame ball towards him. Ice King freezes it in midair and just says, Ice, (laughs) like really Ice or whatever. Ice or whatever, saving them. So when a FP realizes her mistake, she uh, shrinks out of flame mode and apologizes.
0: Finn explains that he is the, the one who is sorry. He explains that he's been manipulating Flame Princess and Ice King into fighting and admits that he was the one who forged the letters. Flame Princess, like, or should, feels betrayed, especially because the things in, uh, in Finn's letter um, were so personal to them as a couple. She ignores his apology, just hearing the wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah, shown in Finn's dream and tells him that she needs some time alone. As she walks away into the sunset, IK tells you, You blew it, man.
1: Yeah. I really love the shot of her walking away, like into the mountains and everything. Mm-hmm. There's some cool like animated cinematography in this episode. Like there's really cool like far away shots of them during the battle, like making showing like the huge scale of uh ice versus fire fights.
0: I love that the dichotomy of the ice versus fire. I yeah. think that's really
1: neat. Yep. Absolutely. Um, still sucks because that's that's the end of it for um, FP and uh, Finn as a couple.
0: That sucks.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Finn,
1: you, b- blew, you blew it, it man. Uh, it's so blue. The thing I find interesting is the uh, the prophetic dreams with um, the cosmic owl, because it's like it's saying like you know this is destiny kind of thing. Yeah, I so don't understand. that. I guess that. that means it's destiny that he blows it with Flame Princess. Yeah, here. I guess so. Like all in all, that's. It's part of the bigger picture.
0: Yeah, it's just still sad.
1: It is sad. It's a really sad episode. Yeah. Not sad in like some of the really, really heartbreaking episode kind of ways, like Mm -hmm. uh, the Simon and Marcy ones. It's
0: more just like the sad that here's a cool couple. I really liked Flame Princess. I think, though, that it was we knew it wasn't going to work. Like It's not like they could live forever. Well, I mean, they could have, but like romantically, like could you? They can't have children. They can't touch each other. You know, like if that was what their choice was. They couldn't like do anything beyond hang out, which is fine. And I just am curious about maybe there's fertility doctors, flame fertility doctors. I don't know.
1: <laughs> maybe in, in the world of the show, probably. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a bummer to, to see them break up in this episode. And it's kind of interesting because it's like you don't see Finn under a good light in this one.
0: No, like, you not know, at all. He
1: has some really heroic qualities. But I guess it's like this is part of learning for Finn, too. Like, this is his first probably real girlfriend.
0: Oh, yeah, totally.
1: And, he's, and it shows that he still has a lot of maturing to do. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like Flame Princess, as we see here, is probably a little more emotionally mature than Finn is.
0: Oh, yeah, I agree with that. I agree. Totally.
1: But still, it is a bummer. It and, totally uh, is. It sucks because I really love the two of them together in the show.
0: Me, too. Me, too. Matt, Mm -hmm. where was the snail?
1: The snail was next to the table in uh, Finn and Jake's treehouse while they're eating breakfast.
0: And it's like barely in the frame.
1: Barely in the frame. It's just kind of snuck in there.
0: Yeah, I did not catch that. Yeah. All right. What was your favorite line?
1: Ooh, beard mail, Ice King when uh, Finn throws the uh, letter into Ice King's beard.
0: Ice King is really funny.
1: He is the comic relief this episode needs. Yes. Yep what's your favorite line
0: also from ice king you might have what it takes to slap these old jowls yeah
1: i thought you might use that one so good <laughs> so so good how about an impression of a character
0: it's all just prunes prunes and liver
1: i love your, your ice king voice
0: you're welcome for that
1: <laughs> mine is jake eh, 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 eggs eggs gorilla i love it i can't do jake
0: <laughs> <laughs> not yet <laughs>
1: There was a shortage of characters to work with in this episode. Yeah, there was
0: not a lot. It was mostly just like watching them fight.
1: Mm -hmm. It was pretty kind of cool. Yep.
0: Uh, We got some trivia. Cue it. It's trivia time. We learn a variety of Flame Princess's abilities in this episode. She has the ability to hover. She can shoot beams of fire from the center of the gem in her forehead. And the Ice King has the ability to control his mountain. And Flame Princess's forged letter. Oh. She also can, like, not just hover, but she can fly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So Flame Princess's forged letter to the Ice King reads, Dear Ice King, you smell like stink. You're unpleasant. You're not funny. You're old. And no princess will ever marry you, ever. Simple Simon. Ah, man, that's that's harsh stuff. No kidding. No kidding. Sincerely love, Flame Princess. P.S. Let us fight.
0: Ice King's Forged Letter to FP reads, Dear Flame Princess, you're just the worst, your hair is bad, your feet smell like face cheeks, your stupid candle smells heinous, and you can't even kiss Finn without totes freaking out. Let's meet up and fight, dummy. Sincerely, I.K.
1: Oh. So, uh, in Finn's dreams, the cosmic owl can be heard saying you blew it multiple times. Princess yeah.
0: Bubblegum spoke a little German while seeing the fight between Ice King and Flame Princess. Ach, mein Glob. Ach, mein Glob means oh my Glob.
1: So we're going to have to record a whole separate German version of this podcast called Globe.
0: So Matt's going to record an all separate.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So we had some episode connections here. Uh, This episode is the first of Finn and Flame Princess's breakup arc, plus Princess Bubblegum's involvement. The next is Too Old and then Earth and Water.
0: Oh, so this isn't the only one. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Oh, here. This is the third time... Bubblegum speaks German since what have you done and go with me.
1: Oh, cool. The cosmic owl returns to deliver a premonition dream, something previously seen in The New Frontier and The Lich.
0: During the scene when Finn wakes up from his third and final dream, the music from Burning Low plays.
1: Oh, cool. Ice King's snow monsters fell apart like in the Cuties Army from Conquest of Cuteness. That's so funny. Conquest of Cuteness. He's
0: like, here's my horde. And then they literally fall apart. Almost immediately cracked me up. (laughs) The events of this episode and the breakup arc were foreshadowed in all the little people.
1: Oh, cool. Yep, that makes sense. Oh, okay. Oh, that's it for trivia, huh?
0: Yeah, that's it. All right. The rest you've kind of already touched on.
1: So, uh, predictions. You had a prediction for this episode, Frost and Fire. Uh-huh. Which, again, I'm not going to edit in afterwards. Okay. Totally not going to. All right. Frost and Fire is the first book of a series by TJ Dogzone that uh, he started writing but never finished. It portrays the lovely Fire Princess and Finn, who are madly in love, but are not quite able to make it work. The episode is of their breakup, as sad as it is, and in the end, they hope to be friends. Okay, so it features a lot of the same characters, but no Ice King, so 3 out of 5. I think I'd produce this episode, but if it's all in TJ Dogzone's book, it seems a little heavy-handed as far as foreshadowing. So I don't know, 3 out of 5. It follows archetypes, so 5. Uh, Does it aid in the development of plot and or character development? Uh, Three. Do the events seem plausible? If it's all work of fiction in a book, then why not? Five. Does a similar storyline occur in the show? Yeah, Uh, she was spawned on with the episode being about the Finn and FP breakup. So that alone is going to be a five. Three bonus points. Giving this prediction a total score of 22, which is just barely scraping a B. Boom. Still in the honor roll. All right. So that was it. That's uh, no. uh I know uh, you're happy with that grade.
0: Of course I all might right. be. I
1: swear I'm going to do better with these in future episodes. <laughs> no, you won't. You know, this is what, this is a win for team. No, no. Cause I totally forgot to, <laughs> to, to read these predictions in advance and grade them based on the rubric.
0: Yeah. Cause whatever.
1: Don't worry about it.
0: Being passive aggressive. That's all. Cause we you, you, lost.
1: <laughs> so uh, do you want to predict what the next episode's about based on the name? Yes. Too old.
0: Jake's children are all grown up. They are, quote, too old to hang out with their father. He bemoans this normal transition of adulthood, but through the episode, he tries multiple times to trick them into spending time with him.
1: Ooh, I like it. I like it. Yeah, thanks. That sounds like a good episode to me.
0: I'm sure it's amazing.
1: And I'm pretty sure that's spot on.
0: <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. All right, we have some Lister feedback. Lister
1: feedback. Oh, yeah. So, uh, we've got... Some five-star reviews from uh, Apple Podcasts, which, by the cool. way, if you want to help the show out, is the best way to do it. We don't want your money. We don't want fame. We want your reviews. Oh, my goodness. So it's from Halls the Calls, and the, titled Closet Fan. I'm a closet adult adventure type fan, and I love discovering there's other adult fans, too. I love Matt and Amy's approach to discussing each episode. Listening to this podcast sheds a new light on each episode and gives me a deeper appreciation for the show. I've even re- reconsidered some episodes I haven't liked that much in the past and I've changed my mind on them. I definitely think a lot of Amy's Predictions would make great Adventure Time episodes. Hey, and I adore Over the Garden Wall. Well, we adore you.
0: Well, thank you so much. We hope that you will open that door and embrace Adventure Time and join us in the weirdness.
1: Yeah, and we love that uh, that you like Amy's Predictions. That's great. That's <laughs> awesome. Uh,
0: the next review is Love, Sonic the Hedgehog. Amazing hey. podcast. Hey, you too! I love your podcast so much. My first episode was Freak City. Wasn't oh, too nice. invested in the show at that time, but now I'm really into the show and this algebraic podcast. Youth Culture Forever!
1: PPS, I was once Finn for Halloween. Oh, that's so cool. That that's is awesome. really neat. Really, really uh, neat. <laughs> Freak City is a weird episode to get introduced on, so I'm glad you stuck with it. No kidding. No kidding. <laughs> My name is Goreflex. I'm the leader of Freak City. <laughs> <laughs> I love that episode. Hey, Matt. Yeah? Guess what? There's one more, too. No, there's not. Oh, no, it's not. It's the same one twice. <laughs> My bad. Guess what? What?
0: We made it through another episode of it. Oh My Glob and Adventure Time Podcast.
1: Oh, boy, we did it. <laughs> like Any last cool thoughts life.
0: on this episode before we move on?
1: Frost and fire. So I love seeing some growth in Finn as a character, even though it's like, you know, not everything that he does is, is good. And that's right? realistic. Yes. Like he's He definitely screwed up, as, as mentioned to him multiple times in the episode. It's sucky to see, but also it's it gives me a deeper appreciation for the writing of the show, seeing that he's not always the hero.
0: I agree, and i I like this, and it's it's sad because I do like the couple together. It's really interesting. We had two couple episodes. Oh yeah, yeah. One that is just beginning, and one that's just ending.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Isn't
0: that crazy. I know, that's
1: cool. It's it's interesting how you see these parallels between the episodes that we cover, even when while watching them, we don't see them. Sometimes it takes discussing them to really be like
0: yeah isn't that cool yeah i love it oh you too yeah Mm -hmm. um hey you can reach us on all the socials at oh my glob podcast we're really slow to spawn but we will respond eventually (laughs) you can email us uh at or what is it oh my glob podcast at gmail.com or you can leave us a voicemail on our recorder
1: at 216 260 glob i had to uh or uh 216-260. Oh, god You
0: have to repeat you have to record that in there, honey. Two one six
1: two six zero four five six two. That's what it is. <laughs> 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 There's gonna be a lot of editing involved.
0: In yeah, you're so funny. Uh so uh also rate and review us on wherever you get your podcasts. And with that, I'm Amy.
1: I'm Matt. We'll catch you on the flip side. Catch you on the flippity flop. Bye. Bye. Like that one? Flippity flop? It's new. I'm going to put it on a (laughs) t-shirt.